0: Put your hand inside. Put your hand inside the puppet head. Throw them yeah. the nano bots. Throw them in the crowd. Everybody wants a rock to wind a piece of string around. All time what? I never thought. I never thought. For everyone with dollar signs in his eyes, there must be hundreds that look at you as if you're some kind of rhythm stick. Hey,
1: everybody, before we get to Dr. Worm, just a little uh, uh, mailbag and thank you segment that I'm adding in about a month after recording this main episode. First up, we've gotten some very nice feedback, again, on episode two. First, I want to shout out Matt Curtis in the Miscellaneous T Facebook group. They might be Giants Facebook group. Shout outs to all of you. But Matt Curtis, thank you. He gave us a very nice note. He said, I loved episode two of Greg Simpson's podcast. I wasn't expecting a whole episode on I've Got a Fang to be very interesting to me, but now I have a much deeper appreciation for the song. His guest, my friend Steve Clark, is very thoughtful and articulate on all aspects of it. And now I know about Fang Face. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. And then he found a link back to something Stephanie Glenford had posted in Miscellaneous Tea back on August 18th. Uh, someone has uploaded onto YouTube a... They Might Be Giants live performance from November sixteenth, two thousand, where They Might Be Giants basically John Linnell teaches the band the horn section. I've got a fang on stage in front of an audience, and it's super awesome. So I've uh, edited it down a little bit, but I'm going to play this thing. The YouTube video only has two hundred twenty-five views, so I don't think many fans are even that familiar with it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. An eight-piece horn section doing I've Got a Fang on stage. Let's uh, check that out.
0: We're, we're going to skip to the tutorial portion yeah. of the show. We haven't told everyone in the band about what we're about to do yet, so um, bear with us a sec, because it's, it's messed up. you, no, you, you explain to them, or I'll, I'll, I'll talk to these people. There's, There's the, four sections. The I'm sorry, is it 16 the thing with the or the bow. 16 bars? It's this weird thing where, like, you've on four right. tour Right, 16 bars. So and he, like, dives in and, like, the last just, like, four pounding. bars yeah. of each repeat is a melodic thing that everybody plays in unison, and it goes. It sounds a little like this. You know, we tried this once before and it didn't work. That's right. So, 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 class, can can we? Uh, you guys know how to do that. The bass player is going to do it in the fifth. Through. The bass goes. Five six the seven eight. Five, 3. Is so, Flens, I think we should play this before I forget what it is we're about to do. Okay. Um, you know. Do they know? Yeah, they, they, they know? say they, they know, but it? if we wait too long, okay. Know, okay, let's not wait. It might all fall apart. Okay, is there like a signal for when they play? I'll, g- I'll give you the cue, how about that? But you'll know anyway, these guys are such pros. They're not even breaking a sweat. It makes me sick! Alright, all here we go, here we go. I've got a fang is the name of this song. It's about having a fang. Check it out. Listening white triangular tooth, open up a can of tomato juice.
1: Also, we've got another nice voicemail from Spencer, so I'm going to go ahead and play most of that until more of you guys start sending in voicemails. I think uh, Spencer's got the uh, my full attention here, so <laughs> and then he's going to be on an episode, so maybe you all should leave some more voicemails. Uh, so I'm going to play this one from Spencer, and if anyone else wants to call in the number is 224-801-2930. Leave me a message, and I might play
2: it just like this one. So here's Spencer. Uh, hello, my giant friends. Uh, it's me, Spencer, again. I'm uh, calling after listening to the I've Got a Fame episode, and I have to make this a weekly tradition.
1: Um,
2: I thought you guys did a great job uh, talking about every little aspect of it. What is a relatively simple song, um, at least lyrically, um so uh good job guys. Um and I just had a few a few minor thoughts to add on. Um I just listened to it again this morning and I re re remembered that um the line her head exploded like a atom bomb. He doesn't he doesn't say an atom bomb, which would of course be correct grammar. He chose to use a a atom bomb, which I've always thought was a little bit weird, um and just another another fun thing that they throw in there. Um, let's see. Faint Face. Uh, I also have never seen this cartoon, but it does look familiar. Um, of course I was, you know, on the wiki and, and checking things out while I was listening to the, to the episode. Um, I think that they just thought that this is a cartoon that we liked and he's got a funny, uh, triangular tooth. Let's write a song about it. What could you do with a tooth? You could open up a, a can before there were full tabs. Um, what would he do? He looks really weird. So, what would people think? Um, let's go. Let's go um, see her dad. See her mom. What rhymes with dad? What rhymes with mom? I to me, it seems just just a simple, fun a fun idea on this on this cartoon that only lasted a couple of years, um, and they just had a lot of fun with it. Um, and then the other thing, which is more of a, a personal thing that I kind of realized re-listening to this song, is that I've always focus more on the music than lyrics. Um, that's just kind of the person I am. That's kind of the, the, the brain that I have. Um, I, I really have to pay attention to the lyrics if I want to understand what they are or read the lyrics as I'm listening to something. So uh, music has always been my thing and I remember music much better than I remember lyrics. But I realize now that even even the music, I don't pay as much attention to it as uh as some people, as people like you who who really seem like music is your life. That's that's what you do. Um and you know, I don't necessarily listen to what the styles are, what are the various things that they do, and I just kinda listen and I take it in and I'm much more passive about it. I enjoy it. I, I remember it. But I don't I'm not really conscious about what I'm listening to very specifically. And I think I'm uh this has kind of inspired me to just really listen more closely to things like that. So thank you for that. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode and, uh, good job guys. Thanks. Also
1: from, uh, from my post about the, I've got a fang episode in the miscellaneous tea group as well. John Ulys, Ulis, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. John, John says, fun episode, a few little notes off the top of my head from when I listened yesterday. Marty joined the band full time in 2004, not 2011. So I was way off on that. Uh <laughs> directed at Steve, whichever man had two to three percussionists on stage recently was not that they might be giants winky face. And in the They Might Be Giants Wiki, we, we mentioned how the Wiki said something about the village people song. Um I am What I Am. Is that what it was called? I don't remember. Uh was, <laughs> was like I've got a fang. Uh he's saying that that was referring to the horn part between Fang's verses and choruses, not the vocal melody. Um, and then he says he must be a, he must be a editor on the, uh, the wiki. Cause he says he removed the trivia anyway, because the resemblance seemed weak. And yes, John, I don't think I mentioned this, but we recorded this episode last mm, early June, late May, early June. And it was just airing. So, uh, Yeah, you could have removed it at any point between then. So he had some thoughts on the end of the tour episode as well, so might as well go back to that. Thanks, John. He says, this could be open to interpretation, but that second verse appeared to be describing a collision between two vehicles where the tour bus involved in the crash is the narrator, as in it's literally being sung from the perspective of a vehicle that's referring to the people inside it, etc., Never depart since the day we met out on Interstate 91. I was bent metal. You were a flaming wreck when we kissed at the overpass. Uh, that part is what he is talking about. And he says, anyway, looking forward to future episodes. And John, I'm looking forward to getting more notes uh, about our pod on our future episodes. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I keep saying we because I have guests, but I suppose I'm at the helm here and should take full responsibility for anything Bad or good? (laughs) So, then uh, Avery Campbell says, I have to admit I was skeptical of a full episode on what seemed like a kind of goofy toss-off to me, but this really gave me a better appreciation of the song. Thank you, Avery. We've also had really good Twitter engagement, a lot of goofy uh, back and forth between me and some of the accounts uh, associated with the Blink-155 podcast a song by song podcast about blink 182 i don't know if there's any blink 182 fans out there but the podcast is hilarious even if you are not a big fan of which i haven't really been a big fan of them in over a decade so um shout outs to them josiah and sam they are funny and other times infuriating so it's (laughs) it's fun to kind of interact with them and some other uh, fans of that podcast also getting into my podcast as well, so there is some overlap between fans of Blink One Eighty Two, and they might be giants. Also, I've just started up a Patreon for the podcast. Now, I've been putting in a ton of hours, getting ahead of uh, the curve on these episodes. I've recorded uh, at the time of the airing of this Doctor Worm episode. I've recorded. Uh, I'm I'm twelve episodes ahead. I think. As far as recording goes, and I'm like five episodes ahead as far as editing goes. So I've been spending quite a few hours on this uh, when my baby goes to sleep uh, every night. <laughs> so if you'd like to donate to the Patreon, even as little as, uh even $2 a month would be cool. Uh, just to keep me going and make sure that this podcast stays a weekly thing. Because we all know, uh, those of you that have done podcasts, it's very easy to just kind of slip and be like, Ah, No one really cares anyway, I'll just skip this week. So, show me that you care. For $5 you can get an exclusive episode every month, so you'll get the four, or whatever, however many Wednesdays are in a month, you'll get the four regular episodes, and then an exclusive episode just for Patreon. If you're not familiar with Patreon, they have a little uh, player too, and you can download stuff to your phone, uh, or stream, to hear these extra episodes. And right now I've got a poll on the Patreon. So if Patreon uh, people only can hear these episodes and they can vote for what the subject of the episodes will be because the song-by-song song ones will be in the regular feed of the podcast. But on Patreon, uh, I've got a vote going right now where you can vote for um, right now what I've got up there. And I've got other ideas cooking, but for right now I've got Uh, You could vote for it to be about a song off of John Linnell's 99 solo album, State Songs. It could be about a song from uh, Monopuff, John Flansburg's side project, or Dorman's side project. Uh, A song from Danny Wankoff's kids album, or a... This is a more outlandish idea I have here that might end up being more than one exclusive episode. Where I'll moderate a guest versus guest debate. About who is the best John. Which we all know is just fun and silly to do. We love them both, obviously. But uh, if you'd like to vote on that, that is on the Patreon. Only Patreon subscribers can vote for that. And then only Patreon subscribers can listen to that. Then for $10 a month, you can be a guest on an episode. For $20 a month, you can be a guest on two episodes. And for $50 a month, I will cover a They Might Be Giants song of your choice. And, uh... I've got my own recording studio here. I play a lot of instruments. I might get one of my bands involved, but uh, whatever it is, uh, you pick a song and I'll make you a cover of it. You could even tell me what style you want it in. I don't know. It'll be fun. So that's Patreon.com/slash This Might Be a Podcast, and you can send us some feedback at This Might Be a Pod at Gmail.com. Twitter is at uh, This Might Be a Pod. Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. So, before I return you to uh, our proper episode on Dr. Worm, I figured since uh, my wife, Kara is the guest on this episode, I should include uh, our, our daughter, who, who we mentioned since we recorded this episode has become quite talkative. So, I held her up to my microphone and uh, I'm going to play you what, uh, what happened. And then we'll get into Doctor. Worm. All right, here we go Is
0: <coughs> boop. Boop, boop.
1: <coughs> that a girl? He's sitting next to me. <laughs> okay. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. Move over, Beatles. And on this episode, I dragged my wife into it. Cara <laughs> Canali is here to talk about the song Dr. Worm.
3: Dr. Worm.
1: You don't get to be on the intro.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Giggle Fest the whole time. <laughs> the Giggle Garage.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: okay, sorry, okay. I messed it up.
1: <laughs> I wonder if you can hear Leela chewing on that bone in the track.
3: Uh, Leela chewing on a bone and our baby on the
1: monitor. <laughs> in the David Britton episode on End of the Tour, I was yelling at Leela quite a bit. This was while you were in Spain. I recorded this. And Leela is like chewing on the edges of the rugs and stuff. <laughs> I'd given her a Kong, but she went through it in like 10 minutes and then started chewing on the rugs, and I'm yelling at her in the background.
3: Are you still recording this? Yes.
1: <laughs> and David <laughs> insisted that I keep all of it in, so I did. Okay, so the song, I already Doctor messed up your Worm. intro. Do you have to redo it now? No, this is all gold. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of podcasting. Uh, so, unprof- so unprofessional. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> That's what podcasting is.
1: <laughs> okay, so doctor, it's like the radio, War- <laughs> but unprofessional. <laughs> That's what's great about it. That's why I like it. We yes, so we hosted yeah. a radio show at our alma mater, Augustana College, in Rock Island, Illinois. Tell them the name of the show:
3: Eclectic and Otherwise.
1: Because we were so cool and different, <laughs> we had everything ranging from. Bob Dylan to me first in the gimme gimme's which is like
3: not that wide of a range the, right like it's
1: not like we were playing like uh, jazz Stravinsky and then like and then, yeah yeah and then like some techno music or something yeah no. <laughs> it was not but we that thought exactly. we, we thought we were pretty cool at our radio station that broadcasted like 50 feet uh outside of the basement of the boys dorm <laughs> and also online, but in the early two thousands, it was never working. It was streaming. <laughs> it was, was like streaming great... when it's
3: up. And it was like, it's never up.
1: <laughs> so this, this is like 2002, 2003, right? That school yeah. year, right uh, before I graduated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, streaming was not what it is
3: now.
1: No, 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 it was least. not. Uh, okay. So Dr. Worm, uh, do you even know what album that th- that just uh, appeared on? Because it's kind of a, a weird no. anomaly.
3: I don't. I was just gonna say this before we like get deep into all of the They Might Be Giants. I am definitely not as much of a super fan as Greg. What? Like I don't. <laughs> like I know a lot of the songs, but I'm just I because I'm married to Greg. That's why. <laughs> I <force laughs> like, they them. They've seeped into my mind. Not intentionally always, but I like them. But like, it's probably not a band I would have ever gotten into if I hadn't been married to you. (laughs) How
1: dare you say such things? I I just said I like them. I like this, and I like a lot
3: of the songs, but I don't know all the albums as well as you do. This is kind of that that would be difficult.
1: Steve's I've got a Fang episode because I'm asking every guest. (laughs) I'm asking every guest. I'm like, how did you get into They Might Be Giants? And he's like, I think you know the answer to
3: that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, because you
1: lived like, with me for four years.
3: Yeah. <laughs> During your how. like one of your biggest, they might be giant faces, right? <laughs> Isn't that uh, when you first got into them was that, in college?
1: No, I got into them in high school. Um, Patrick.
3: Because I'm surprised because you were like too punk for school in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like anything that
1: wasn't. <laughs> they were like one thing that filtered through. Patrick uh, Mooney, who I'm going to have on an episode, I believe is at least partially responsible as well as Tiny Tunes, which has been talked about on every episode. Partially, I didn't know it was them back then, but I loved those cartoons. And uh, Patrick Mooney played me Apollo 18 in like 1994, 95. Um, But I wouldn't say I became an obsessive until college. Right. So that's what I'm saying. During
3: the height of your obsession with them, you were living with Steve.
1: I'd say that's accurate. I'd say that's accurate. So Dr. Worm is one of the only... Studio recorded tracks on what is a live album. So oh. it's almost kind of crazy how popular it's become because it's definitely one of. It's definitely a fan favor for sure. And I'm, uh, they probably play it in every single set that they've played since it came out. Um, if I were going to guess. So good. It is ranked number three out of 892 wow. songs on the They Might Be Giants wiki. Uh, so it's pretty popular, even though it was a song. I think they basically tacked it onto the live album to force fans to buy it. Because in 1998, um, I suppose you could have found it online, maybe. But to
3: force fan- fans to buy...
1: The live album. Oh, the live album. Okay. Right? Because they've they've always released... They might be giants have probably released an album every year, you know, of some kind. If not a kid's album or a live album or like a compilation. Right. How
3: many albums do they have?
1: Greatest Hits albums. Uh, they have 20... I Like Fun that came out in January as their 20th studio album. I'd and have they've to been check a band for how includes, long? They've been a band since 1982. So 36 years. 36 years, yeah. Which is
3: pretty So not bonkers. quite one a year, but still.
1: Well, let's take a look at all Is that things. counting
3: the children's albums?
1: That's what I'm looking at. Discography. So they didn't put on anything proper, proper till 86. Um but yeah, it is counting the kids' albums. 88, 90, 92, 94, 96. So pretty much every two years. Mm-hmm. But sometimes every year. So anyway, so Dr. Worm is from the live album called Severe Tire Damage, which had Dr. Worm was a studio song. Severe Tire Damage theme, a 39-second a song, was a studio song. And I think those are the only... Yeah, it's so it's two studio tracks.
3: So it's like three and a half minutes of studio tracks and then a live album. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but it was also I think they released it as a single, but mm. you know, like a CD. But it was single. not like a
3: hit like their stuff. Like, um.
1: Those, well, it became a hit. I'd say, but, but with
3: but their with their <coughs> fans, but not a commercial hit. I'm saying. Um, I'm I mean, not, sure. not I like, mean, they um, made a music video what's for that, it. Birdhouse.
1: <laughs> I'm not as big of a fan. What's that song? Uh, well, I don't remember bird that. <laughs> something. Birdhouse in Your Soul? Yeah. Yes.
3: Like a, that was a commercial hit.
1: Yeah. Relatively speaking. I mean, Flood was a major label album. Right. So I'm saying I don't think play.
3: that Dr. Worm has the commercial well, appeal that Birdhouse in Your Soul does.
1: <laughs> I mean, one's about a bird, one's about a worm. Coincidence? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, well,. Ninety-eight. Would you disagree with that, statement? I don't know if they got any, like, alternative radio play on it. Oh,
3: yeah. You know. College
1: radio. Right. College radio. I'm positive they would have gotten college radio play for this because they are a college kind of band in that every kid, including us, with our eclectic and otherwise, we think we're like, oh, we are, like, into the coolest stuff. Right. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) else is into as cool of stuff as me. Except
3: for every other college student. Right.
1: And, like... Look at how cool I'm I'm into this band that, like, has songs about presidents and mammals. Mammals. I'm sure they would have gotten radio play. But they made a music video, and we were just talking about this before we recorded, that 1998 music videos, you needed to have a lot of money to do it. Not everyone just had, like, a GoPro, and you could film something that looked halfway decent and throw it on YouTube for no money. So this... (laughs) you know this is almost like the last music video of that era because um you know I had the VHS tape that collected all of their music videos and this is the most recent one on it so it was like their collection of stuff from all the albums up till then and then they kind of stopped making music videos for a little while and then once the YouTube era really got into full swing like 10 years ago that's when they started having all those animated videos and stuff like that. And we're making videos for like half the songs on every album. So right now we are reading (laughs) the MIP Giants Wikipedia. I can edit out stuff. So what is Dr. Worm about?
3: (laughs) Well, okay. So we shouldn't read this. We should just, we should talk about, we should talk about what do you think the song, the song is about Dr. Worm? What did, or what did you before reading about it? Um, I didn't read about it, so. Uh, uh, I would just, uh, just so all the listeners know, I did zero preparation. Don't touch the microphone. I've done zero preparation for this, for this uh, podcast. This car
1: grabs onto the microphone to really make sure that you hear what she's saying. This is like, just before you read about this. While while we were eating soup, we watched the the official music video. And that's all of the
3: preparation that I did for this. And the
1: animated music video. Uh
3: um, like, before you read about this, what did you think it was about?
1: <laughs> well, okay, so on the I've Got a Fang episode, Steve and I both determined that you could go out on a limb and make all these crazy claims about metaphors and deeper meanings to I've Got a Fang, but we both determined that it was the most fun and most practical to just take it completely literally, in that there was a guy that had a glistening white triangular <laughs> tooth. Who killed his girlfriend by blowing up her head. <laughs> so I think... No, the mo- girlfriend's mom. The girlfriend's mom. Correction. Yes. Correction. <laughs> Thanks, editor. <laughs> copy editor. Um, <laughs> uh, I've always liked to just think of Dr. Worm pretty much literally...
3: As a song about a worm? As a
1: song about a worm whose stage name is Dr. Worm, and he plays the drums, and he has a band with Rabbi Vol who plays the bass, and...
3: uh, I always thought it was about mediocrity.
1: Okay. (laughs) Mediocrity. Can... Yeah, well... Go ahead. Well, because it's
3: about, you know... I. Well, first of all, I think of a worm as kind of a mediocre sort of (laughs) animal. I hope no worms are listening to this podcast. I mean, like if you're going to say like your stage name is Dr. Worm of all the animals (laughs) that you could choose to be like, you know, a badass... Can I swear on here? Well, yes. <laughs> to, be a, a bad, to be a badass, like, stage name, you choose worm, <laughs> well, right? A
1: rabbi Vol. Or the Vol. That Are as voles? well.
3: I mean, really, any underground animal is Are probably... blind. Yeah. and deaf? I, I don't
1: know, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, looking at fools as we're talking. <laughs> this is what podcasts are for.
3: <laughs> but like, you know, of all... Really, any, any sort of underground animal is probably not the one you want for like your mascot or your stage name. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, like, no disrespect to worms. They probably have like a lot of cool stuff about them, but not real flashy. So kind of <laughs> mediocre. And then also I think about like he's, you know, he's talking about how he's like... Well, I, I'm playing drums. I'm not really that good.
1: <laughs> but he thinks he's getting good. He's
3: get, but he's very modest about it. He's yeah, like, he you can, know, handle I can handle criticism. I <laughs> think I'm getting good, but I'll I can I'll show you th- what I know. Right. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I guess that's why I thought mm, it seemed to me in some sense about kind of me- mediocrity.
1: I don't think voles are blind. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> it's a rodent-like here. thing. They have. It's a rodent-like <laughs> animal, no?
1: Slightly rounder head, smaller ears and eyes, <laughs> and their molars are differently. <laughs> they have different molars than a mouse. One hundred and fifty-five species of. But bold. he picked Rabbi, so we got Doctor Worm and we've got Rabbi Vol. Okay, and then is mediocrity Rabbi Vol a cooler the... name, or is that still mediocre? That's
3: I don't know. I hard wouldn't to be a say Rabbi and a doctor. I wouldn't say it's a cool yeah, but he's not actually a doctor. <laughs>
2: <As> <laughs> so is the that's why I'm
3: saying it's kind of like these things where you're like. Well, I'm. Not. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, but not that kind.
1: A medical doctor.
3: Right, it's like the lesser doctor. And I should know because I'm one of those.
1: <laughs> a lesser doctor, <laughs> a doctor of Hispanic literature.
3: Yeah. So I don't know. As I guess the man dies that's why I thought in <laughs> some way it might be about kind of I don't know mediocrity or.
1: Okay, so he's a mediocre drummer, some sort of beginner drummer. He's learning. And he's a worm. He's deaf. <laughs> so Who's worms deaf? are deaf, right? I don't know. Is he, saying he can't don't hear the, is he saying he can't hear the doorbell because he's a worm <laughs> or because he's playing the drums so loud?
3: I don't even remember that line from the song. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll leave the front unlocked because I can't hear the doorbell. Oh, yeah. Now we're looking up if worms are (laughs) deaf.
3: (laughs) I I don't know if I thought about it that literally. I just thought that maybe on some level it might be about mediocrity.
1: A long cylindrical tube-like body and no limbs.
3: Yes, I know what a (laughs) worm is.
1: I just wanted to read that sentence. There's no part of that sentence I didn't like. Worm or we we W-Y-R-M, was the old English term for carnivorous, carnivorous reptiles or serpents and worm. mythical dragons.
3: Worms do not possess w- any form of hearing.
1: W- you're a lot quicker finding that than me. I got dist- <laughs> I got distracted by the old English worm.
3: <laughs> but they're they're sensitive to vibrations, which is so he could play the drums if you're really looking at this yeah. literally.
1: Okay, because <laughs> people that are hard of hearing or deaf will enjoy music through vibration. So he can still be a drummer and uh have rhythm
3: right if you're actually thinking about this literally that there's a worm playing drums
1: the problem is he has he no is, limbs he has no <laughs> limbs
3: though so
1: he does he maybe he duct tapes them to his body
3: uh, i think that you're you're going a little too far with the literal literal interpretation here. it's
1: fun to think about and in this uh this cartoon video uh which i had never seen until right before we did this episode What show is this on? A Nickelodeon show called Kablam! I don't remember that. By underground cartoonist Kaz. Don't know who that is. But it's a cute video. And when did this video come out? Uh, At the beginning it says, Drummer Wanted for Rock Band. And then it actually has the cartoon worm, with, and the little drumsticks are just like right on his body. And the first comment on YouTube says, thumbs up if you're an actual worm. (laughs) So I'm going to give that a thumbs up right now.
3: (laughs) 512 thumbs up.
1: (laughs) A lot of worms using the internet these days. Okay, so I'm thinking of it literally, just because it's funny to imagine this, just as I got a fang was. But I definitely see uh, what you're saying about it being about mediocrity. So um, Rabbi Vol is a pretty good bass player, though. If, if you'd imagine that they're the ones playing the instruments in the song.
3: He is, yeah. Right, there's some pretty pretty very talented... And there's some pretty talented music, like, yeah, instrumental playing in the song.
1: And since the song's in the first person... Trumpet
3: kicks ass on...
1: <laughs> yeah. Since the song is in the first person, would you assume that the drummer on the track... He's saying that he, Dr. Worm, he is playing those drums on the track? I don't... What? <laughs> <laughs> they call me Dr. Worm. Is he the drummer on the track in this story taken literally?
3: I don't know how to answer that. Did I
1: just blow your mind? Welcome to the mind experience. Like you think that
3: the song is him... <laughs> Singing about his own experiences as he's playing the drums?
1: It's, it's an autobiographical song. <laughs> the, okay, Wikipedia, Dr. Worm. The lyrics describe a worm learning to play the drums better. He invents a stage name for himself, Dr. Worm. And the song's narrator also describes his friend, a bass-playing vole known as Rabbi Vol. <laughs> Discussing the lyrical interpretation inspiration, Flansberg said, For a long, long time, we've been riffing on the song Dr. Love by the band Kiss. Never heard this. And I'll drop that in right here. I don't know what it sounds like. And I think just... (laughs) I only know like three Kiss songs. And I think just the weirdness of the conceit of that song was kind of rolling around in John Littell's head. I know a million billion times we've talked about the song Dr. Love. It's such an absurd song. So I think Dr. Love was kind of the springboard for the idea behind Dr. Worm.
3: Absurdity of it. Dr. Love. Dr. Love. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Love,
1: right. Does it have anything about like giving you an injection in a very sexual innuendo kind of way? I have no idea. If I were to take a wild guess,
3: I would say there's a good chance. <laughs> if I were to, if I were, if I were a betting person,
1: <laughs> if calling, I may, <laughs> oh, it's actually called calling Doctor Love. If I may, if I may, we're gonna listen to ten seconds of this. How about? It's a good riff. I'm trying to imagine they might be giants playing this in practice just like for film.
0: the only one I've ever had.
2: And if I say I want to set you free, don't you know you'll be in <laughs>
3: You're thinking of Dr.
1: Love. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> let me just I just feel like I should read some of those lyrics. Go ahead. That just says, they call me Dr. Love, I've got the cure you're thinking of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and even though I'm full of sin, in the end you'll let me in.
3: <laughs> in you'll let me through. There's nothing you can do. That sounds like.
1: Problematic. Some like
3: rape right there. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh you need my loving, don't you know it's true? So answer please. Get on your knees. Woo! There are no bills, there are no fees. I don't know what oh, that's you would pay him because he's a doctor. <laughs> 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 Baby, a I know what your cure. problem is. The first step of the cure is a kiss. That is yeah. not a good you way can... to get better. Don't kiss people.
1: <laughs> you could you could get away with this stuff in the seventies. Well, it's like all those AC/DC songs. They're all like it's all the same stuff.
3: Yeah, Love
1: Gun. Uh, I wonder what that's so, about.
3: So, I mean, if you think about it that way, then Doctor Worm is kind of, I mean, very much making fun of that and the
1: absurdity. For I've yeah. liked this song for twenty years, and now you like it even more. Now <laughs> I like it even more. Well, I, I see. That's why doing this podcast is so great because it lets me find out even more obscure trivia about. Um a band that I already know way too much about. Okay, so we've determined that my interpretation is correct and yours is wrong. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> yours that was the direct interpretation it of a, it's a worm.
1: Perfectly literally. It's just uh, a
3: quaint story about a drum-playing
1: worm. <laughs> well, if we go on the wiki and look at interpretations.
3: Well, I think that mine actually kind of works with that because it's about the absurdity of... The name choosing that as your stage name right dr worm Uh is just as absurd as dr love
1: on the wikipedia there are 47 interpretations which also shows how popular the song is interpretation two dr worm is about my friend neil (laughs) 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 said somebody on august 25th 2003
3: says i think dr worm is just a song about a worm who plays the (laughs) drums
1: see this guy he's 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 speaking my language Two thousand four. His name
3: is Dr. Worm. He's not a real doctor, but he is a real actual
1: <laughs> This guy's just typing the lyrics. Real <laughs> <out>.
3: actual worm. <laughs> he's interested
1: in things. He likes to play the drums. I think he's he's getting better, but he'd like your opinion.
3: It's a, I know but I just like song. he's not a real doctor, but he is a real <laughs> actual worm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first interpretation from what year is this from? Most of them said Okay. Uh this is such an old interpretation it's from this old site that existed before the wikipedia existed the wiki i mean uh richard dubb's interpretation dr worm is a drum machine two individuals and a drum machine so oh he's saying it's about they might be giants because they're a duo uh and they have a drum machine two individuals and drum machine tearing up a nerdy alternative music storm through the 80s sound familiar The Sisters? What? The Sisters set the stage for They Might Be Giants. And yes, that's right. They named their drum machine Dr. Avalanche. The Sisters is a band, I guess. And they never ever refer to him as anything less than a band member. Dr. Avalanche, D-O-K-T-O-R Avalanche, is a he, not an it, and a person, not a thing. Huh. Interesting.
3: What are the Sisters?
1: This is why the episodes get long. <laughs> 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 the Sisters. Band? I don't know. How am I going to Google this?
3: No, I think it's sisters. That it's a character in the song?
1: No, he, he's saying that there's a band called The Sisters, and they had a drum machine, oh. an 80s band. They had a drum machine, and they called oh, their drum machine Dr. Avalanche.
3: Okay. Okay. okay, well, you don't need to sisters. look it up. I just know it's a band. I'll right. do
1: it What? Okay. You don't want to learn about the sisters? Not really. I have a feeling this isn't even the right one. This mic smells weird. <laughs> it's that pop, pop screen that's been sitting in the drawer. The Pointer Sisters? I can't even find this. This must be a really obscure band, it's if it is indeed. Yeah. It's very hard to Google.
3: Oh, look at Lila.
1: It's why... <laughs> it's why in the Google era, no one names their band anything like yes or the band or the the not
3: everybody thinks about that as much as you do
1: okay there's a band <laughs> called the the yeah would anyone name their band that these days they'd have to be an idiot to name their band that i don't know um okay so i'm just saying
3: it's not the first thing that everybody thinks about is whether their name their band name is googleable i know it it was important for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Dr. This, okay, the continuing with this guy's pretty interesting interpretation Dr. Worm is a response to John Henry their first full band album it's the drum machine's turn to talk and he's not the inhuman piece of electronics he thought he was, he's not a monster he's just a drummer trying to do the best he can but he wants to be alive just like a modern Pinocchio, man this is really something good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm, I'm interested in things Dr. Worm tries to emulate human sayings but comes off As algorithmic and trivial, he asks you for advice, hoping that he might learn some of that human emotion, what is a tear, (laughs) that will help him with his art. He accepts the name he has been given and is called by, but politely has to remind you that no, he's not a real doctor. (laughs) That's just a wish.
3: But I just want to, this you could maybe stop the recording here if you want, but... (laughs) Are you just gonna read this off of the website?
1: I'm gonna read all 47 interpretations right now. So hunker down. Could just go
3: to the website to read. Them.
1: Do you not think that's a pretty interesting? Uh, I do think interpretation. I do think it's interesting. Yeah. So I feel okay. like
3: though my theory though also goes along with that, <laughs> where he says I'm interested in things. There's nothing that interesting about him. <laughs> he's so boring. He can't even say exactly what he's interested in. <laughs> Mediocrity.
1: Yeah, I like that. Okay, so...
3: (laughs) I'm interested in things. So (laughs) That used to be like my quote that I had on my Facebook profile back when they had (laughs) those things on there.
1: Or was it your aim?
3: Oh, I don't know. AOL
1: Instant Messenger away message. I'm interested in things. We're so old. We're so old. Well, I can't wait to talk with someone about the song I Want to Rock because... In our high school senior yearbook, I quoted, I want to rock. Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their heads, was the quote.
3: That you gave to the...
1: (laughs) That was in the yearbook. Your yearbook.
3: Oh my God, you're so nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm married to you. Oh, I can't believe you gave that as your senior quote.
1: You're such a lucky woman. I am. To me, it was like, that was like a punk rock line. Everyone wants prosthetic foreheads on their heads, meaning that everyone wants to be something that they're not. But I, however, was my true self and had fully discovered my own Your true unique identity.
2: Your <laughs> my own fore- forehead.
1: My forehead was original, baby. It wasn't prosthetic. <laughs> original forehead. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to talk about this demo version, which... I had heard before and kind of forgot what it sounded like. And you listened to it just a second ago. Do you? Uh... So the demo version from, I'm guessing, '97 or '98 um, just has, it's accordion, right? Let's pop it in here. They call me Dr. Worm. Good morning, how
0: are you, I'm Dr. Worm? I'm interested in winning. I'm not a real doctor, but I am.
1: Is there a drum machine
3: in there? Yeah, I think so.
1: So there's some sort of quiet drum machine, because this is back in the era when he would have been recording it. He would have been recording it right to the cassette in their answering machine uh, for dial-a-song. And so there's a quiet drum machine that he's playing the accordion and singing over. And I'm assuming it was just all done live, because I think that's how they did it back then. Um, No overdubs, just Linnell singing. Someone comes in with backing vocals at the end, which I think might be a female voice because it doesn't sound like Flansburg. But it's obviously a much more stripped down version and it is only 50 seconds long. What do you think about this demo version? What are your thoughts on that? Um. <laughs> Don't let me stop you.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure what to say about it.
1: You like the video, right? <laughs> it's, it's a very, grainy very black grainy, and white video
3: very, yeah,
1: of John Linnell doing some of his patented dance moves and getting very up close with the camera.
3: I mean, it's a very stripped down version of it. And part of what I like about the full song is all of the like brass and such.
1: But do so. you think this dial song version shows the seeds of what would become one of their greatest songs?
3: Sure, it has that main hook
1: i mean yeah i mean all the the the, sh- the main catchiness of the song is there already mm-hmm. so it's d- so definitely flushed out yet yeah, yeah and so yeah let's talk about we talked about the lyrics talk about the the music of this going back to the studio version on severe tire damage uh it's full of horns and we are both uh brass instrument players by trade car's first instrument was the french horn and mine was the trombone and we still play them on occasion to this day. And, Poorly uh, is that. <laughs> so, what do you like about the horns in this song?
3: Um, what do I like about the horns? I don't know. I guess they're just very prominent. Uh
1: huh. What about <laughs> Right? What What about the ending? Well, of I mean, the, song? the trumpet
3: player is insane. Insane. Uh-huh. they are tr- whoever the trumpet players that they've had on their albums. On several of their albums, that plays live as well. Maybe I'm not sure if it's the same guy. <clears throat> I feel like it has to be the same person because I don't think anybody else. There's got to be only one person who can hit that high of a note.
1: <laughs> well, do you think that guy in the video? Because they show the guy in the video. Well, well that's another you don't question. know if he's it's actually the con- the video, playing. Yeah, it's the guy in the video. The guy who's on the studio track. Right, uh, but
3: I mean, there's just the range is, what is out of, out of this, one. I mean, it's
1: insane because we saw them live in Indianapolis. I can't in believe that they
3: played it live. I was like, Mar- I, Well, before they played the song, we were like, There's no way that this person's gonna be able to play this note. We thought it had been altered or something because I'm like, I don't think that's like humanly possible to play that high <laughs> of a note. I mean, we talked to trumpet players too, and people are like, Oh no, there's no way, even well, on my best day about- at like the height of my. Being in shape, there's no way I could have hit hit that note.
1: Well, the reason we're talking to trumpet is because trumpet our band covers this song, which we will talk about later. Right. And we were trying to find a trumpet player uh, who could play that note.
3: It's not a piccolo. And we were unable trumpet, to. Right.
1: Well, the guy played it live on a standard. It looked B flat from trumpet.
3: Where we were. It looked like it was a standard.
1: Yeah, and the guy in the video here is holding up what looks like a. Well, well I mean, that's a. Video Do you think you this know, is but... the guy?
3: We're looking at the guy yeah.
1: in the video.
3: They could have, don't, you don't even know years if he's ago. playing. In is this a 20 really? year
1: old, is this a 20 year younger version of the guy we saw touring with them? Oh, no, I just know. He was wearing glasses, but again, age has ravaged his youthful vision. <laughs> his once youthful vision. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yes, I don't know. But,
3: but the brass is just insane yes the song. yes the and trumpet people specifically.
1: people that don't play brass instruments might not realize how stuff like this and like in the song when will you die how incredibly high those trumpet notes are and how unattainable they are by anyone other than the most seasoned well-trained and skilled trumpet players can possibly hit it's, yeah it's incredibly especially high.
3: not and not making it sound like it's just horrible
1: yeah, like it's in tune and the tone is good. Right. And so in our cover, I which, feel
3: like there's got to be some like it's some special trumpet or something because it I, could
1: be a piccolo trumpet. I, I don't mean, know
3: because it just it's it's so high. <laughs>
1: but doesn't the tone typically sound thinner on those? I don't really know. Well, it's I mean, I
3: don't. I've rarely heard anybody play a piccolo trumpet. So. On
1: when will you die? And it's been years. I feel like that could be a piccolo trumpet. But in this one, I think it's straight up. I mean, the dude played it live. I should look up that guy's name yeah. so we can give him props. But it is incredibly high notes. So in our cover, we I recruited our friend Brittany Rees to play it on piccolo. Yes. <laughs> so we have flute and piccolo in our version, as well as saxes. There aren't any saxes on the original, I don't believe. I think it's just trumpet and trombone. But we have um, two sax players in our band. so And we have two sax players in our band, and they are very good. So there's our prominence, um, Barry Sax and... Uh, did it? Did Andy play alto? I think he played alto sax. I think so. Not tenor. I think he played alto. So it was alto sax. Barry sax. I played trombone. Do you remember? Did you play trumpet or French horn?
3: I want to say trumpet, but I'm not positive.
1: I think so. Um, well, let's just go ahead and play it for the people. And since it's our cover, Outdoor Valor dot com, Valore shameless self promotion, um, you can listen to our version of They Might Be Giants, but I'm gonna drop it in full They Might Be Giants, Doctor Worm by Alto Valor featuring us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor.
1: Such a good cover. I, you know, I <laughs> think shameless self. We were talking, so we did a whole covers album, and um some of them we were debating about. Are we changing them enough? And yeah. Doctor Worm, Doctor Worm is a song I just love so much. I didn't want to destroy the 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 main char- the characteristics of the song, so we kept the the tempos the same. Uh. The vocal melody is the same, the lyrics are the same. People say I kind of sound like... People have said my voice sounds like that they might be Giants guys when I sing anyway. So the vocals probably don't sound that far off from the original. But what we did was more arrangement choices. Like we said, we got more woodwinds involved with the brass. Um, I put some synthesizer craziness in it towards the end. Um, The guitar stuff... I played accordion on it, but I didn't look up any sort of like tabs or notes or people playing the accordion. I pretty much just played it the way I wanted to play it based off of the chord structure. Uh and I left the guitars out completely up until um the hits right during the what well, was a bass solo, we turned into a synth solo. So Rabbi Vol is now a synth player, not a bassist. And the guitar does not come in till then, and it comes in with a bunch of feedback, feedback and yeah. fuzz pedal, um, as is my want. And yes, yeah, uh, so I was like, in true the, Simpson fashion, yeah. Simpson. Eh?
3: It's, uh, uh, it's
1: yeah. Well, so I left the guitar out for like two minutes of the song because I wanted it to be more effectively obnoxious when it did finally come in. So, um,
3: so we did make it our own. But, yeah, yeah.
1: We we kept all the structural elements of it the same. Oh, and you sang the bridge, yeah. or I suppose the stripped down verse. I don't even know what you call the chorus because every part of the song is catchy. And we replaced <laughs> the, it is, and the flute, um, the flute also replaces the woes in the, if you call that the chorus, I don't know, the I am a real worm, I am an actual worm. We replaced the woes with flute harmonies. So it's mostly arrangement things, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. But uh you all just listen to it anyway, so I don't know why I'm even explaining it. <laughs> but you can find that in and, case you fast
3: forwarded through that part, we'll just recap it. For you. you can
1: stream that on our Outdoor Valor Bandcamp or buy it for a dollar. Which you should. And I'm sure there will be thousands of listeners to the podcast, <laughs> which will then up our sales of the song dramatically. <laughs> From zero sales. No. <laughs> We've had a few. So, are there? No, you don't. (laughs) Are there any other good covers of this song?
3: I do need to go to bed
1: soon. Doctor Worm cover. Leela, shut up. I do actually. Okay, this band Reliant K. Are they a Christian band, or am I am I remembering correctly?
3: I have no idea.
1: Well, they're kind of like a pop punk band. We're going to listen to their cover of Doctor Worm, or at least thirty seconds of it. Reliant K. They call me
0: Doctor Worm. Good morning, how are you? I'm Doctor Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor,
1: but I am a real worm. This is Ben. It's a pretty straight-up cover. Yeah. I'd say it's more straight up than ours. Like Ooh, extra harmonies.
0: That
1: was pretty good. I don't know that band very well. I know they were, they're a pop punk band that I believe has a Christian element to it, but I could be wrong. Reliant K, and that's off the K is for karaoke EP in 2011. Hmm okay? Not bad. We haven't mentioned my piano cover of the song if you'd count that as a cover
3: the <laughs> one you did in college
1: uh
3: didn't you do a composition of that or did think?
1: i oh wonder if i have a recording of that yeah We did a composition well I'd, I, well I'd always play it on the piano just for the hell of it just for fun but uh yeah i did a theme and variations on it
3: yeah that's what i've Yeah. I completely forgot about that until right now.
1: It was, yeah, I completely did. It was for, yeah, a composition class for my music education degree. Just to
3: take the nerdiness to the next level.
1: Yeah. And it was, (laughs) I think, a three, because it was just people in the class. We would, we would compose it and recruit people in the class, whatever instrument they may have played. And I feel like it was like bassoon, French horn, and clarinet or something.
3: Probably. Because like all of your compositions have bassoon for some reason.
1: (laughs) I, (laughs) I don't know if, Well, Jake was in my class, so I'd always have Jake (laughs) Planting to play it. Um, I don't know if it got recorded, because only the ones I put into those competitions got recorded. So, like, my total eclipse of the heart theme and variations got recorded. Right. I'm I'm familiar with that. (laughs)
3: I'm familiar with
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm familiar with your oof. Uh, uh, Okay, so. That's
3: his body of work for those
1: two. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I found another cover of it. And it's off the Hello Radio tribute to They Might Be Giants, which David Britton and I listened to the end of the tour one, which was pretty good chill cover of End of the Tour. So let's let's listen to Jason Trachtenberg. You think that's how you say it? Sure. Trachtenberg. Yeah. Jason Trachtenberg off the Hello Radio They Might Be Giants tribute. This is Doctor Worm. acoustic guitar they call me doctor worm extremely nerdy voice good morning not how out of the are question you doctor worm
0: i'm interested in things
1: that sounded I'm not like a, a wrong word Was
0: <laughs> a real
1: worm. Was this just the first take I
0: am an
3: actual an actual worm.
0: <laughs> that
1: sounded like a mistake too <laughs> i live like in the guitar the worm.
3: I mean, I'm all for sloppy guitars, you know,
1: but I'm good style. yeah, I am not go style, but, but like, there's just wait, so there a little, criticism, crit- I'll show you what I know <laughs>
3: you is that, why, why is if you think he pronounced that I'm
1: way, is he being silly or is he mispronouncing it, because it's the first take,
0: I'll show you what <laughs> I know, you can
3: call
0: me doctor,
1: when didn't go for the high note. Okay, I think we got the gist of that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, was. I mean I
3: I um I do like when there's very different versions of songs. Like it can be very cool to, you know, completely change something up and like take a yeah. a very, you know, heavy song and make it acoustic or vice versa or I don't know, do it. But I feel like there's something lost with this song when it's just acoustic guitar because at least for me, part of the appeal of it is that, like, kind of grand- grandiosity of yeah. the song is that uh-huh. with all of the instrumentation, the brass, and I mean, we talked about how we l- really love the brass on here. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of that's lost.
1: But even and also, to- it's not
3: really a song that you do a first take. I don't know. It sounds like a first take on a <laughs> this song is too complex. Yeah. This song is
1: too complicated, and we learned that when we were covering it. Yes. that there's a key change. It changes back. Right. Um, there's very difficult lines on pretty much every instrument. And pro- I mean, probably my accordion part I recorded was the easiest thing to do. Um, but even that was not super easy. Um, so, yeah, just like tossing off one take acoustic cover seems pretty low. I like how we're, we're
3: assuming that it's a one take piece. <laughs> we well, like, yeah, we're putting out this album. All right, I'll just do a one take on my acoustic guitar right now. But <laughs> yeah,
1: and I've just listened to a couple more covers, like the the Anna In cover by Self. I'll definitely have to play on that episode um, of the podcast. That one was really good, and I like the band Self a lot. Um, and they did a lot with it and obviously spent some time. This guy ov- didn't even like, oh, well, let me punch in and fix that guitar mess up. <laughs> didn't even do that.
3: Well, I mean, maybe it's part of the style. I just don't think that, that it translates the song very well.
1: Yeah. You know? Why would you even bother offering to be on a tribute album if you act like like he doesn't even care about the song to put in minutes? Well, maybe than that's his minutes. style.
3: I don't know this artist Messing at all. Messing up is his style. I don't know this musician at all, but.
1: Uh, I feel like uh, it made the song kind of like. Criticism. Criticism. Uh, is
3: that is that. I feel like being, how know how to pronounce criticism?
1: I feel like <laughs> he's being cheeky. Oh. Like, this is cute.
0: I'm going to mm-hmm.
1: sing like this and be really cute about it. Mm-hmm. Really twee. And I don't mind twee, but that, like I said, that I think it makes this song sound pretty lame.
3: Yes, I think we're in agreement that it's not the best not the best cover. Yeah. This song, for a really good <coughs> cover, go to Outdoor <coughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> <outdoorvelour.
1: laughs> com. More shameless
3: self-promotion. No. <laughs> purchase
1: our cover of it.
3: I wonder how many covers there are of this song. <laughs> Probably a lot.
1: Well, when I Googled it, I... well you didn't find that many. Dr. Dr. Worm. You were going <laughs> to say Dr. Dr. again, weren't you?
3: Just to get as many in there as we could.
1: Dr. Worm. Dr. Worm. Okay, so there's some guys doing other... Ooh. Oh, wait a second. Oh, wow. Some high school band nerds playing it. They call me Dr. <laughs> oh, yeah. good morning
3: how are you This is already way better Dr. than the other one
1: Clearly I'm these guys are they things. might be Giants fans am not a nerdy real sitting doctor, there motionless singing I a real
0: <laughs> I This is great world. Yeah <laughs> I live <like> <laughs> He's laughing I like to play the drums <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm drums intentionally good, set up correctly.
3: Yes, yeah. he's hitting the sides season. of the drums. So yes. I'll show you
1: the toms I'm to are all no, skewed. He's hitting sides. Tell yeah. me I'm on the sides.
2: Yeah. This is great. I'll leave the and I the bell.
1: Two trumpet players, a guitar player, and a drummer. Wait, what's that guy doing down there? There's a guy on the floor. And now they're in the bathroom.
0: When I get into <laughs> it, <laughs>
1: there's a guy behind the shower And now there's a ghost playing the drums. Okay,
0: well, we don't need the
1: play-by-play. Probably, but... I think we do. Oh, he just. Did
3: it. Oh, that's
0: like
1: yours. There's a little diatonic oh, button yeah. accordion. It's like yours. I don't hear it in the song. He's just pretending to play it. Who's doing the solo? Oh my god, oh, cool. foot pedals on an organ.
3: Played with his hands.
1: That's that what he was doing down there. Cool. This is a well thought out cover.
3: Yeah.
1: That was amazing. That okay. Was very good. What else do we got? That was very enjoyable. Um cover versions. Of, uh let's see. This one's called Philadelphia's Afterbar. Is this a karaoke version? Acapella?
2: Two. One, two, yes. three, four oh, <laughs> After the bar. <laughs>
1: Again, they might be giants, nerdy fans. They, yes! Call
2: me
3: Dr. Worm. That's Good pretty cool.
0: Morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. That's,
3: I mean, it's a very complex song, to, so to do it a cappella is pretty cool. I
0: yeah.
3: Is this a group of lawyers?
1: After like the bar. After the drums. After the bar has a website.
0: Wait, did I'll he just say you suck? I Hold on. Know, and you good, I'll show
3: you. You keep playing.
0: Yeah, beatboxing
3: yeah
1: that's good beatboxing i thought it was a legit
3: okay there, there. there. it's a couple guys all right that's good
1: that that's really good it was really good
3: all i can think of is however is uh the office and
1: yeah andy <laughs> andy what was his uh what was his group called bernard or er, uh Trouble? Oh, I Did know. I say new trouble? Here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. Yeah. Here comes trouble. <laughs> okay, let's just see if there's one more U- ukulele out. cover. Okay, All should right. we listen to? There's uh,
3: several ukulele covers. Not should we surprising. listen to
1: this woman's <laughs> ukulele cover or this nerdy dudes? Which one has cover? more plays? Let's hear one. Let's hear one with a uh,
3: well,
1: woman, female vocals.
3: Yeah. the best audio quality. It's a i Nice
1: voice. And Some chord differences. I think this is in a different key because song, the song is in F-sharp major, which yeah. is not... lend itself to string instruments really at all yeah she just played a c major chord so that's uh yeah she changed it to f major maybe
3: but i prefer her vocal stylings over that other acoustic styling that like
1: oh that jason track yeah yeah
3: i don't i mean again i think there's something lost when you it, just because there's so much complexity in the instrumentation and uh-huh. in, in all the different lines and stuff that adds to the song. I think there's a little something lost in this particular song when you only do it on a single instrument. Yeah. However, yeah. I do pretty... like her voice yeah. and her like kind of style of doing that. So.
1: Okay, one more. This is an 8-bit version. Oh, boy. <laughs> <The> drum machines. <laughs> I'm a sucker for this stuff. You'd be surprised how many 8-bit covers there are of any band. This is fun. I love the Game Boy. Yeah. It's pretty fun. That was a chord change. That was not the right chord. I want to skip to the solo. Where's Rabbi Vol? (laughs) Something wrong.
3: Yeah. Well, it's actually a very (laughs) difficult solo.
1: It's very fast scale-wise stuff. That was fun.
3: Oh, that's fun. I like that. I like it, too. All
1: right. Should we wrap up the covers section? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I've got a fang. We couldn't find a single cover. Right. End of the tour, we only found a couple, and we only played that one. There's at
3: least, I mean, just looking at that search, there's at least, like, 20 covers of Dr. Worm on YouTube.
1: Several full full. YouTube pages were. Yeah, here's a parody of Doctor Worm.
3: Oh my god. Okay, no, <laughs> Doctor Worm's a parody of Doctor Love, and then this is a parody of that parody. Here's a
1: whole choir. Okay, hold on. The Menagerie <laughs> Choir.
3: Do you like the, the description there? It says. Fringe World, the insignificant. at Fringe World Ode to the Insignificant.
1: This is like a fifty piece choir.
3: And they're wearing like unicorn things on their head.
1: Or one person. Those does. look like rabbit ears.
3: There's one with rabbit ears, and there's one with the unicorn.
1: Oh, that's cool. It's
3: all women, I think.
1: No, I see a couple dudes. Oh you do? Okay. I see like in the back. Over here That's a guy These are guys Yeah. Oh. See look at those shorts That's not a woman's yeah. legs <laughs> That's cool Well, wow, I like the sopranos parts
3: Counter melody yeah.
1: yeah They're adding a lot more vocal harmonies obviously Yeah that's cool And then there's a little three piece band Alright that's good Yeah that's cool Okay, so there are a lot of covers. This song deserves a lot, a lot of, of variety.
3: That's kind of cool. You know, not just yeah. straight up covers.
1: Yeah, we found a ukulele cover, an 8-bit cover. Acapella. A pop punk cover, an acapella cover, a choir cover.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, cool. So uh, that'll so do it for, it the, for covers. the covers. Though.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, so any final thoughts on Dr. Worm? I'm talking yeah. to you. <laughs> Anything? Nope. You're done?
3: No. I don't nothing I wanted to say. My cat. What? <laughs> cut this <laughs> cut this out.
1: That means I will not cut this out. <laughs> if you say cut this out, that means I will not cut this out. Okay, so I'm gonna make you I'm tired. Uh-huh. We still have three more songs to record. Uh, <laughs> uh so I'm gonna make you score this. I have this a song. baby upstairs. It keeps uh-huh. me awake all night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make you score this song. So the scoring oh. on out of this what? podcast is out of 10. <laughs> From a
3: an, an uh, range of negative 72 to 437. <laughs>
1: I'd give it a 437. Uh, you can you can rate this song with decimals or fractions, which I've determined is how they might be giants would want it, being that they are scientific and mathematical-minded type folks. Uh, On a scale of what? So, like, I've got a fang, I gave it... A
3: scale of what? 10? 10. Oh, yeah, 10. Okay, 10 being the best?
1: Yes, fang I gave it is 8 re- and one-third.
3: Okay, is that so? For example, is this in relation to other They Might Be Giant songs or to just songs in general? Whatever
1: you want, baby. <laughs>
3: whatever you want. Um, I don't know. I give it, I think I,
1: I, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good
3: song. It is a very Come good on. song. I'd it's say somewhere song. in the eight to nine range.
1: You have to score it, <laughs> not a range. Give it an oh, okay. exact score.
3: Uh, if you say eight to
1: nine, you can give it an 8.5.
3: I feel like this is somewhat arbitrary because I don't have anything else on the We've got three
1: other songs we're going to talk about. So is this your favorite one? Maybe that would determine.
3: I give it a nine.
1: (laughs) So casual about it. This (laughs) has been a very important song to me for a long time. What do you give it? And you bought me a t-shirt that has a Venn diagram about it. It doesn't even say there might be giants on the shirt. It just says Dr. Worm It is not a real doctor. (laughs) Likes to play the drums is interested in things i'm gonna give this a 10 10 out of 10 10 Stick,
3: stuck the landing
1: ten. <laughs> 10 out of 10 and i'm thinking long term how many songs am i going to give a 10 to hopefully not that many to make the scoring completely meaningless right. but this song <laughs> like,
3: every song 10 out of 10 <laughs> this scoring now is meaningless
1: <laughs> Both
3: 10 is both the worst and the best
1: <laughs> Both Disgust. songs I've scored so far Have been okay, so eight somethings
3: Okay Eight and even third hit.
1: Yeah Are you using I've,
3: fractions for? Are you going to be consistent Or are you going to do decimals Fractions or decimals It can be either Oh, one. then you're going to mix it up now
1: Fractions can be converted to decimals
3: I'm aware Thanks <laughs> <laughs> I did take math in high school You did come
1: in <laughs> Second in your class in high school
3: Something like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know <laughs> Don't be modest Well Fang I gave eight and one third End of the tour, I gave eight and five-eighths, perhaps. Five-eighths? Like <laughs> something like that. Um, so I give so, it a nine, I think. Okay.
3: I mean, I'm not sure if I'm reading I will this. accept that. I feel like I'm also thinking about all songs in general, not just. They might be giants, so that's pretty high.
1: <laughs> so compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, where does this fall? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, so that wraps up this episode. The first of many that I will force my wife to record with me. <laughs> get yeah, come down to the basement. we're doing another song. The baby's asleep, so this has been <laughs> you have five the,
3: minutes to prepare.
1: <laughs> this has been this might be a podcast, and uh, yeah, thanks for being on,
2: sure. <laughs> See I you had next no choice. time
1: everybody No choice Okay Goodbye They
0: will call me Dr. Worm Good morning How are you? I'm Dr. Worm I'm interested in things I'm not a real Doctor but I Am a real worm I am an actual Worm I live like a worm And I like to play the drum I'll show you what I know and you can tell